Welcome to PJ's Torah Corner. Today is the 11th of Kislev, so we are two weeks away from Hanukkah, the hottest eight days you'll experience this winter. In other news, today we're going over the weekly Hamish, meaning the weekly portion of the five books of Moses with my friend MC. We're also going to mention Rashi, the foremost commentator on the Torah, in his explanation of some parts of this Torah portion. Before we jump into it, here are some Hebrew names for people mentioned in this Torah portion who you may already be familiar with. Rivka, who is Rebecca. Yaakov, who is Jacob. Esav, who is Esau. Rachel, who is, Ra- who is Rachel. Reuven, who is Reuben. Shimon, who is Simeon. Levi, who is Levi. Yehuda, who is Judah, and Don, who is Dan. So sit back, relax, and learn something. Take it away, MC. Thank you, PJ. This week's Torah portion is Parshas Vayetze. Last week's Parsha, we had concluded with Yaakov receiving his father's blessing and being sent to Haran to find himself a wife, as well as flee his brother Esau's wrath. We begin this week's Parsha with Yaakov leaving home and setting out for Haran. On his way, he encounters an unnamed place, which Rashi tells us is actually Mount Moriah, later to become the Temple Mount. Yaakov spends the night there. Uh, That night, he has a vision of a ladder reaching to the heavens, with angels going up and down the ladder. Rashi tells us this was a switching of the guards of sorts. The angels who watched over Yaakov in the land of Israel were switching places with those who were to watch him in Haran. God then promises to protect Yaakov and to increase his descendants. Yaakov wakes up, awestruck at God's presence in this holy spot. He names the place Beit El, literally the house of God, and vows that if God will protect him, provide for him, and return him home safely, then he will return to that spot and consecrate it to be a house of God. Yaakov arrives in Haran and sees the shepherds gather at the well. A heavy boulder seals the well, such that all the men need to push up together in order for the sheep to drink. Yaakov meets Rachel there, the daughter of Lavan, Rivka's brother. Yaakov is able to single-handedly lift the boulder. He's brought into his uncle Lavan's house, where Lavan has him work tending to his flocks. Lavan has two daughters, Leah and Rachel. Leah, the older one, is described as having tender eyes, which Rashi tells us is from crying since she was originally set to marry Esav, and she didn't want to. And Rachel, the younger one, is described as being extremely beautiful. Yaakov loves Rachel and agrees to work for Lavan for seven years in exchange for Rachel's hand in marriage. However, at the last minute, Laban switches the sisters around such that, ya- such that Yaakov ends up marrying Leah instead. Yaakov is outright outraged at, the decep- at this deception. Laban then lets him marry Rachel, following which Yaakov will have to work for another seven years. Leah gives birth to four sons, Ruvain, Shimon, Levi, and Yehuda. Rachel, however, is unable to have children, so she gives her maidservant Bilhah for Yaakov to marry. Bilhah then has two sons, Dan and Naphtali. Leah follows suit, giving her maid servant Zilpah for Yaakov to marry, and she has two sons, God and Asher. Ruvain, while out in the field, finds some mandrakes, which are flowers that are good for fertility, and brings them to his mother, Leah. Rachel wants the mandrakes for herself, and so in exchange, trades Leah her chance to be with Yaakov that night. From that night she traded, Leah gives birth to another son, Yisachar. Later on, she has an, a, another son after that, Zvulun, and a daughter, Dina. Finally, God answers Rachel's prayers, and Rachel has a son named Yosef. After having worked for Lavan for 14 years, 
Yaakov agrees to work for another six years in exchange for pay in order to make enough money to support his family and return home. Uh, they agree that Yaakov will tend to a small section of the herd and any sheep and goats born with spots or speckles afterward will be Yaakov's to keep. Yaakov devises a system involving patterned sticks to induce the birth of spotted sheep. Lavan regularly alters the agreement in an attempt to cheat Yaakov, but God makes that Yaakov nevertheless ends up very wealthy. After 20 years of working for his uncle, Yaakov realizes that he's starting to fall out of favor and fears that Lavan will try to keep his daughters from leaving. He and his wives agree to flee in secret, and the whole family leaves. When Lavan finds out, he chases after them. Lavan is offended that Yaakov would leave without letting him say goodbye. Yaakov justifies his actions, however, pointing out how Lavan has consistently cheated and mistreated him over the last 20 years. Lavan and Yaakov make a peace treaty and agree to go their separate ways. The Parsha concludes with Yaakov greeting the angels who will now watch over him as he returns to the land of Israel. So, question time. MC, how did Yaakov move the huge rock himself when it took multiple men to lift it otherwise? That's a good question, honestly. I've never really looked into that. Um, That's a good question. Was it a Kabbalistic meditation? Like, what's the secret? (laughs) (laughs) I'd I'd love to know. I mean, all, I mean, Rashi just says that he removes it as easily as someone would pull the stopper out of a bottle. And it just shows how great his strength was. Wow. It's amazing, yeah. No, it, it says that his strength was great. I, I don't. I, I'm sure there's probably more to this, but uh, he was the original One Punch Man. That's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. Interesting. Well, he was he was simply that strong. Is the shot is the simple understanding, right? By the shot, yeah. That's incredible! Wow, and every Jew is descended from him. <laughs> Well, that's why we have so many Jewish athletes, sounds like. All right. So what did you mean that Leah was originally set to marry Aesop and didn't want to? So the, the way they discuss it in the Midrash is that since Lavan had two daughters and Yitzchak had two sons, everyone would say that the older daughter would marry the older son and the younger daughter would marry the younger son. And... So such that Leah would then marry Esav and then Rachel would then marry Yaakov. Um, yeah, and this was something that very deeply disturbed Leah because I, Leah had some, I guess, some degree of perception of the sort of person that Esav wants, what was, Esav was. And, you know, the sort of, you know, that if she were to marry someone like Esav, she wouldn't be able to, you know, build the, you know, take part in building the Jewish people in a sense. And so this was something that she, so this was something that she was so deeply upset about that she cried and she prayed to the point that God literally changed her entire, her entire fate, her entire course of her life was changed because of her wow. prayers. Not just that, not just that she married Yaakov, but she's the one who got to marry him first and got to have most of the, the most of Yaakov's children. Got to have half of, of, of all his over half of his children over half yeah of his children yeah that's insane because originally it was supposed to be leah was the only one to marry yaakov and have all of the children right or, or uh, Rachel, i meant Rachel, but yeah. yeah 
that's insane. Oh, that still doesn't explain why the the additional the the addition of the maidservants marrying Yaakov. Hmm. So, I think the idea was the the idea was, I mean, at least with the case of Rachel giving her maidservants, I think the idea is very similar to what Sarah did with um with Hagar and with Hagar, where since she was with Sarah when Sarah was unable to have children, she. She believed that giving over her maidservant would then enable to would, would enable them her to in sense have a child through her. Um, mm. There's also, I mean, when it comes to the kind of Yaakov, there's an idea that it's it's Yaakov is set that he's going to have twelve children. He's going to have twelve sons who are going to become the who are going to become the tribes, uh, and, and then it's it sort of as far as which of his wives are going to, how many of them are each wife is going to have it, it that, that sort of change that, that sort of changes. But really the, there's the idea that prophetically, the idea is that Yaakov is set to have 12 sons. We're going to then lead to the creation of the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. So I think there's this idea of that as well, that giving over the give that that giving over the maidservants was enable to was was in order to enable that to happen so i mean after leah had her first four children the, it says that she wasn't able to have any more children after that so i think that was probably why she then gave over her maidservant and then later we have the whole thing with with Reuven and the mandrakes and then she then has another three children after that hmm Interesting. It's really interesting that like that Leah went from fated to to marry uh, basically like someone who who was far from his potential mm-hmm. and someone who uh, would not really would not participate in building the Jewish people mm-hmm. uh, to to what she actually got being the mother of, at least in terms of tribes, like uh, at least half of Jewry. Oh, yeah. And yeah, that, that's Certainly. insane. It's really like, amazing. Yeah. Simply, simply through praying, that's like, that, that's incredible. That goes to show the power of, of heartfelt prayer. Absolutely. That's incredible. Well, I got to pray more. All right, let's see. Oh, so are there any details indicating why Yaakov thought he was starting to fall out of favor with Laban? So the way the it describes it is that he starts to hear sort of what's the word? He he starts to hear kind of whisperings or like kind of the way people are talking, like I guess Laban's other family, his other like kinsmen. Um yeah, his other son, Lavan has like at some point while Yaakov is um, working for Lavan, Lavan has some actual has some sons, and the, these sons he starts to hear them talking that they're like they're saying to them amongst themselves, "Oh, Yaakov is taking has taken everything our our father has. All this wealth is he just took. He's taken it from from our father." And so Yaakov starts to, starts to realize this is not looking good. If things continue like this and they continue to talk like this. For all I know, Lavan might not let me leave with, with, with my wives or with my, uh, with my pay. 
Mm. And and he, and so it's interesting. He actually he 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 speaks to his you know Lavan's daughters about this, his wives, and they and they agree. They say like we we know our father, and we know that he's going to be he's going to try and pull something. So I think our best so our best bet is to try and leave in secret before he's able to find out. So then, if that's the case, then why did why did Lavan basically let him off the hook at, when he caught up to them? So why let them off the hook? I mean, I think there's kind of a few things to it. So Lavan he chases them down. And he he reaches them. Um, one thing that happens is that the night before he confronts Yaakov, God visits him in a dream and tells him, like, don't like. Don't 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 do any you don't do anything bad to Yaakov. Like he's he's Yaakov is 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 protected and you're you're not going to be able to cause him any harm. So there's that. I think also that there's an aspect that I mean I, maybe I I think like Lavon kind of relents. I think he sees that. Hmm, I don't know if he necessarily. Yaakov very clearly lays out his grievances during this whole confrontation. You know, he tells him, listen, I've worked for you for all these years. I've been like completely honest in my dealings with you. I've, I've, you know, watched, I've watched over your, your, your herds, you know, faithfully and everything. And I've, you know, I've, I've done my, I've done what I've supposed, I've done my duty. And like, I don't know, I think love, love unrelents. Interesting. This has been great. Thanks for, for all, all your time, MC. Yeah, thank you. This has been great. Definitely. This has been PJ's Torah Corner. Have a great rest of your day. Bye.